What's going on, everybody? This is the Hockey Dude. You're, as of right now, semi-daily hockey podcast. Ooh, that's a little spicy. I bet, you, I bet some of you really like that. I bet, I bet some of you are like, hell yeah, I really like that. <laughs> there's just too much going on right now, man. Like, there's... There's just too much news. There's too much excitement. Just, I mean, it's like, I just feel so good. I feel so excited about where this team is heading. I, and they're like going to be probably one of the worst teams in the league. It's awesome though. I love it. I say I love it right now. Who doesn't love, which, which hockey fan isn't excited about their rebuild in July? I don't know. I mean, maybe just because we haven't been in a rebuild in a lot of years as Blue Jackets fans. It feels good to be in a rebuild. It feels good to start over. It feels good to start over. And that's what the Jackets are doing. They're they're not going to do it, though, without Zach Ruensky. And got to hit on it. We have to hit on this. I mean, I, I can't miss an opportunity to tell you guys exactly how I feel about Zach. Right off the start, man, I mean, it seems like, I mean, it was just what? It was just two off seasons ago, or maybe was it just two off seasons ago or three off seasons ago when he was a, was it was a restricted free agent where we, we didn't know if we were going to get a deal done with him, you know, a, a little bridge deal. And it was we knew that you know we remember those comments where torts was like he better get his ass to camp and stuff like that and you know we thought for sure we're like i don't know if this guy likes it here man and he was coming off a year where he led defensemen in goals he, he he's was one of the best offensive defensemen in the league brothers and now now here we are we re-signed him for Oh, crap ton of money. What was it like $56 million over nine years? You guys know the number. It's it's it's, it's more than Seth Jones. <laughs> it's more than Seth Jones. It is funny. It is funny, though, how Blue Jackets fans who are choosing to be optimistic about this re-sign <laughs> just last week when we traded Seth Jones were like, oh, did you, did you guys see? What the Blackhawks are paying Seth Jones? <laughs> God, we thank God we got that guy out of here because that is a lot of we love Seth Jones, but that is a lot of money. Shoosh. And like Chicago fans are like, screw this. Like, this is so much money. I know there are obviously a, a, a flip side of Chicago fans that are like really excited about having Seth Jones, and this should be. He's a great player. He's a great player. At some point, he's going to win a Norse trophy and be recognized for how good he is. But 
I mean, we've seen it with our eyeballs. He's a great. He's a great hockey player. He's great. He knows how to. He can completely lock down an offense on his own, single handedly. And I think it'll prove exactly how much we missed him this year when Elvis doesn't have him, and it will be Elvis. We will trade Corpusalo, and I am still holding out for the fact that we're going to do that. But anyway, I just I just thought it was funny how last week we're like, you guys. You guys see what Chicago's paying Seth Jones? <laughs> Losers. Losers. Who do they think they are? I think they're going to win a cup with that guy. And then we're just like, $9.8 million to, to Zach Wierenski. Yes. <laughs> Woo. You know what? <laughs> it's just funny, man. It's just, you know why, though? Because it just feels good. It just... <laughs> I know we're paying him so much money, but it just, it feels good. It feels good to, for someone who is recognized by the league as being a great player and any team would take him on their team. He, he could have at the bare minimum made $5 million a year on, on a Stanley cup team right now. That's how good he is. He would, he would be making, he'd be one of the top paid defensemen on, on any team in the league. They take him. I think just for him to want to be here and for him to say the things about Columbus that he's saying, you know, he says he wants he wants to win a cup here. He he loves Columbus. It's close to home for him. So in a, in a way, it is home for him. That feels good. And you know what? If that's what if that's what we're paying for so far, then I love this guy. I love this guy. You know, it's just crazy because we have missed him. He has been hurt. And the first thing people ask me is like, what do you think of that deal? And I'm like, if he plays great, but here's the thing. He hasn't played the last two full seasons. He hasn't played a full season since what? 2019, 2020. I, did he even play a full season then? Or was I, I th- wasn't he out? Wasn't he out over like winter break that year? I remember. So it's always something with him. Um, just as long as he can take care of his body, take care of his health. I think he's going to be a gamer still, you know, I mean, we're catching him on the, on the upswing of his career right now. I mean, he's just 24 years old. He's 24 and we're catching him on the upswing. Like, let's go. <laughs> it's awesome. And, and it's just nice because you're going to have some, you're going to have some carryover from the era. You know, I we thought it was going to be Boone Jenner. It's not. I mean, it's Zach Rowenski. If it's Boone Jenner, too, it is, but it's, it's Zach Rowenski. He's going to be part of the carryover, and we need him because we're going to have a very inexperienced, not an inexperienced, but a brand-new blue line. We're going to have a brand-new team overall, but we're going to have a, especially a brand-new blue line. And... Just to have him paired with either Gavrikov or Boquest, like, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. And I did see a report that part of the decision-making, I love how, like, part of the decision-making, it wasn't, it was obviously the money. The dude is getting paid a crap load of money to be here. But part of the decision-making was he wanted to see where the Blue Jackets were going to do trade-wise. We brought in two defensemen, Boquest and uh, 
and Beaner. And then we drafted two centers and we drafted uh Corson Coolmans in the late first round. It feels like a third round draft pick because he was the third guy that we drafted. Well, we drafted him at the end of the first round. And I, I think he saw those three first round draft picks and was like, okay, this team's heading. They got some good pieces. One of these three guys has to be good. And I think that I think there's a chance that they're all three going to be good. They were all practicing with um, they were all practicing with uh, Team Canada, the World Junior Team. Kent Johnson, Cody Sillinger, and uh, Corson Corson Kulemans, if that's how you say his name. I can't tell you exactly how you say his name. I, I assume that's how you say his name. That's that's my attempt at it. But I uh, yeah, I mean I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. There's just I love new faces. It feels like Zach Wierenski is gonna be a new face just because he didn't play a lot last year. Um I feel like he's gonna take that contract seriously. I feel like he's growing up. I feel like in a lot of ways he lived under the wing of Seth Jones. Like oh big big brother Seth is here. Like it's all good. Like it was always on Seth to be the mature one you know to not make the mistakes on the ice or to take the blame for when the team was playing bad defense to, to face the media and Zach Rensky obviously did all that and Zach Rensky has been nothing but professional here so don't get me wrong but I'm just saying it's like Zach definitely felt like he could jump more into the offense with Seth Jones so it will be interesting to see I think the offensive numbers will take a hit Part of me, I haven't done in-depth analysis research to see how Boquist plays, how um, how you know Jack is it Jack or Jake? I know it's Jack and the Beanstalk. Jake and the Beanstalk. I think it's Jake. I don't know how Jake Bean plays. I know how Gavrikov plays. Gavrikov's a stay-at-home defenseman. He'll you know he'll stay home. He'll stay home. And that'll that'll allow Seth Jones to jump or Seth Jones Zach Wierenski to jump in the offense. So I think that would be a good top line. But I I think there is going to be more weight on him to play more defense and to protect Elvis a little bit more. And I was just talking with my guy Phil, who works here at the station. He's going to be hop. He's going to hop on at some point. He huge hockey, huge hockey fan, man. He, Big time hockey dude. He'll he'll be on in person too on this brand new daily, this semi daily hockey podcast that we're rolling with here. But I was just telling him, I was like, I don't know if we're done. I, Yarmo says we're not done making moves, man. And we got Corpusalo on the block, so we got to dish him out somewhere. And I know Jack Eichel doesn't want to play here, or at least I assume he doesn't want to play here. But I think I think we're still in contention for him. I'm gonna believe that. I'm gonna choose to believe that. I'm gonna choose to have a Jack Eichel number nine jersey in the shopping cart until I see him traded somewhere else. Because Yarmo likes to. I've been telling you. I've been trying to warn you guys. This is why I have no empathy when you guys are upset when players get traded. Yarmo is addicted to trading people. He is a full-blown addict, and he needs to call 1-800-TRADERS because he just loves to trade. He cannot stop making trades, man. That's all this guy does. It's electric. 
It's it's electric, and that's how you do this thing. That's how you that's how you manage this hockey team. We're not sexy. We're not sexy. We're a revolving door. We, in a lot of ways, are what Torts coached. You know, Torts would set the lineup every night. And it was just the blender. It was just it was the blend. It was the blender. You never knew what you were gonna get. Get it was the you never knew which order guys were gonna be in. Some nights he'd have Alexander Texier starting, and tonight our our top line is is Nick Foligno, uh, Eric Robinson, and um, uh, Stenland. They coach. That's no, that doesn't work. That. <laughs> A combination that combination doesn't work like no like that's what this team is though and it, it did work <laughs> we said it didn't work and then there's times with blue jackets were in every game and it did work and it's like that with yarmo he's like i'm just gonna just make trades i'm just gonna bring in new faces constantly and something's gonna stick to the wall that's what i'm gonna do i love it i love it the guy's addicted to it and you know another guy that we you know some more news Sean Crowley, I know we talked a little bit on the last podcast, but we got a quote from him, and he was looking fantastic. He already looks like a top six forward. He already look he already looks like a top six forward. He just the way he's carrying himself. The the way maybe it's because most players that wear that you know that quarter zip that Blue Jackets quarter zip aren't aren't at any point they could be bottom six. Sean Crowley looked good. He looked good. He was talking to Bob McGalligan, and he said the biggest part was a belief in where it's going, I think. That was the number one, I think. The the familiarity is a big piece of it. I had a few teammates in Boston that played at home, and I think they used that as an advantage and played really good hockey. At the end of the day, that's that's where you're here for. You're you're here to play the best hockey you can. And I wanted to go somewhere where I had the best chance to do that. Be a piece on a team. I personally and my agent thought we're headed in the right direction. Sometimes you have to have a little foresight, and I've seen what they've done. The same group of management and the some and some of the players have done it here before. So I just think it's a belief in where it's going. I'll take that time that's the end of the comment I'll take that you know I know that's like you say the same thing about guys signing with teams that are in rebuilding phases and of course what what else are they going to say you know they have to obviously believe that the team is going to go somewhere they're not going to get up there and say yeah this is a crapshoot I'm Jesus I'm going to save this team though like nobody says that you don't Nobody actually clicks that. I know that's an option in NHL be a pro, but nobody actually clicks that button. That'd be savage if he did. That'd be that'd be really savage. I respect that. Respect that. But I think it's true. I think he could I think he could have a part of this team. I think Sean Corrali could absolutely find himself in a top six role here. Absolutely. Without a doubt in my mind. The guy plays with energy and he plays he just plays he just plays hard. I haven't seen a lot of him, but I remember in that Boston versus Columbus series, he just played hard. He just played freaking hard. Here here he is this American kid who you know is playing for a historic franchise with future Hall of Famers, Bergeron, Marshawn, 
back is Krejci, Chara, McAvoy. Just a, a stud, a veteran room. Just all around pros, pros. He knew those guys growing up. He probably was a little bit like, wow, he was probably a little starstruck. So just to find himself in a bottom six role in Boston, he was just grateful for. And you know what? He made use of it because this guy has been on our radar. We've been talking about him, how it would be nice to see him as a Blue Jacket one day. And now here he is. Here we are manifesting that dream of him playing for the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's what you need to do. I tweeted this out. I tweeted this out. Let's just become the Academy of Hockey. If this is what we need to do, if we need to raise our own talent, if we need to harvest our own hockey players here in town, that's fine. Because guess what? This is a great hockey community. Columbus has just been crapping out NHL stars. Not NHL stars, but, well, stars in the community that go on and play in the NHL. And now we got Roslovic here and Corrali. This is going to be awesome. I'm really excited for this team. This is a direction. This is a Blue Jackets team. We're entering a new era. It already feels like we're entering a new era. You know, different coach, players that are playing in their hometown, young leadership. This is awesome. This is really exciting. And Corrali chose to wear number seven. So he's a badass already. He's already a badass. He chose single-digit number. That's tight. Okay. Love it. Don't know what this is. I know he wore nine with the Miami Redhawks. That would have been really cool if he took nine. That's a great number. Love that number. Um, I It is funny how the last uh, Hockey Dude semi-daily episode that came out, I was talking about how you know Nick Foligno might still sign with Columbus, and then he signed with Boston. Two years, three point eight million. My my initial reaction was, "Wow, screw that guy, screw that guy." He fed me all this bull crap. He was in that, you know, the the last true team to knock us out of the playoffs was Boston, and I'm still bitter about that year because it's the best team we ever had. Ah, you screw this guy. He's going to go with them. Like, it's such a sellout move. I. I hate this guy now. And then he, you know, he told the story about why he wanted to play in Boston. He's like, you know, we have some family history in Boston. My daughter had heart surgery here twice. Okay. All right. You you can play in Boston, man. That's fine. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. I actually am happy for him. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. I mean... We traded him. We traded him away. So, you know, he doesn't owe anything to us anymore. He gave us nine hard years. He played pretty damn good for nine years here. So, and he's gonna play. He's gonna play hard in Boston. He's gonna play hard in Boston. Um, Seth Jones, you know, put out a little post thanking CBJ CBJ fans. Can't talk. Thanking uh, CBJ fans. Um, you know, he said, I, I'm not going to read the whole thing, what he said, but he said, thank you for supporting him the last six years. You're welcome, Seth. I hope you lose every game in a Blackhawks jersey. Just, it's just, I hope, hope you lose every game. You're welcome. You're a good hockey player. Hope, 
hope you win the Norris Trophy, but I just hope your team goes 0-82. And, and they just give you the Norris Trophy because they're like, this guy is freaking good. Um, Yeah, that's all I can really hit on right now. I, I put some questions together. We were going to do this like thing. We're going to do this new segment called League Laps where we just go around the league and I'll, I'll just read um, questions that people have asked me since being here at the station like in the over the last few weeks about or just conversations I've been with where people said how how is this team doing um you know I'll, I'm just gonna we're just gonna go around the rink why not I'm gonna get a little music potted up here mm, love that love that all right let's do this first question which team has had the best offseason? Ooh. I'm going to say well, you think of you think of the Red Wings, you think of Vancouver. Vancouver has added like 15 new guys to their roster. I don't know if you've seen that, but they've done a complete reset. The Red Wings are tempting to say because they got uh Nedeljkovic who I didn't realize this. He had the best save percentage last year in the NHL with like 10 games minimum started. This guy was an absolute baller. He played like 20 plus games for Carolina. You know, he huge mistake that they didn't re-sign him. He could be, he could be a future Vesna winner. All right, I'll keep reading. Which team will be the favorite to win the Stanley cup in 2022? Uh, I think the favorite will I think it'll just be the lightning again. <laughs> uh, I don't know why it wouldn't be. I mean, they haven't played in a competitive series in two years. Their only like semi-competitive series was with the Islanders and it went six games. It went six games, but still, I mean, they blew them out in game five and then they took care of game six. I mean, I'd also say Colorado is going to be up there. They're going to be a favorite to win the Stanley Cup. But, I mean, who's going to play goalie for them? They haven't. They lost Grubauer to Seattle. I, I, they still got Devin Dubnik on their roster, but that's pretty much it. I don't see I don't see much else there for Colorado. They can't get past. They, ca they can't get to the West. They can't even get to the Western Conference Finals, let alone win the Stanley Cup. So, I don't know. I'm going to say the Lightning again. I'm going to say the Lightning again. They will be the favorite, odds-on favorite to win the Stanley Cup, even though I don't think they will. Winning back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back Stanley Cups is really damn hard. Rich, oh, we got a Seattle question here. Which arena would you rather visit between Vegas and Seattle? I, I haven't been to either one. Um, I guess like if I could, is this if I could have like an all expensive, all expenses paid for trip to one of these cities? It would depend on the time of the year. Like if it was like Christmas time, I'd go to Vegas just because it's a little warmer. But I guess right now I'd rather see Seattle. That I mean, just because like I feel like it'd be something really special to see a team play in their first year as a franchise. I didn't get to see Columbus play their first year as a franchise. I lived in Defiance, Ohio at the time. We were still Red Wings fans. We didn't move down to Columbus till 03 when I was seven. 
and then I I wasn't really set on any team, and I just became a Blue Jackets fan. I just my t- I just absorbed them, you know. Just naturally. I'm just like, oh, we live in Columbus. I'm like I'm not old enough to like remember the really great Red, Red Wings teams. Like I'm gonna root for these guys. They're the underdogs. They've been the underdogs ever since. But no, anyway, I'd see Seattle. I'd see their arena. See what they've done to the the place. Looks good. Seattle, what a town, by the way. You've, you know, Tommy and I have talked about that place. Uh, will the Blue Jackets be a playoff team? No. I'm optimistic. Actually, no. Hell yeah, they will be. Hell yeah, the Blue Jackets will be a playoff team. Will the Blue Jackets finish above the Red Wings? Hell yeah, they will. Hell yeah. Uh, okay, next question. Who will win the Vesna? I'm going to say... I mean, I just said Nedeljkovic could win one one day. I don't think he's going to win one this year. I'm going to say Varlamov with New York. Yeah. Um. All right, next question. The Calder Trophy winner, Rookie of the Year. Uh, well, I mean, I, I like Trevor Segris. I think he could be pretty solid in Anaheim. He's still with Anaheim, right? I don't know. Um, Cole Caulfield. Obviously, I I know I don't think last year officially counted as his rookie year. I think this upcoming season was. I mean, he's got to be the favorite. In my Dylan Cousins in Buffalo, but he plays for Buffalo, so I don't know why you'd pick that. Quinton Byfield. Just yeah. I think it's gonna be Cole Caulfield, though. I'm gonna go with Caulfield. Will the Toronto Maple Leafs make it out of the second round? Ooh, I hate the Leafs, man. I I hate the Leafs. I hate the Leafs, brothers. Never gonna like them, but I they are a talented team, and I they went seven games with the Canadians who were hot and on a run. I think at some point, man, at some point Toronto's got to get out of the first round. At some point they have to. I'm gonna say yes, they do. There's really no excuses now. There's no excuses now. You got Peter Mrazek. You got. Jack Campbell. You got good goalies there, man. Like, no excuses. You got to get out of the first round. Uh, Will the Dallas Stars bounce back this year? No, I don't think so, man. I I saw that they signed Holtby. So that's an okay sign. I think he's past his prime, though, man. I think Holtby... I don't think he's your guy. I don't think uh, Quidobin's your guy. Don't they have someone else lacking in? Uh, I don't think th- I don't think they're a good team. I really don't. I think they're an okay team. But uh, who will be the first coach to get fired? Ooh, that's a nice question. I like that. Well, it has to be a team with high expectations. Who I think will underperform. I'm thinking of teams like Florida. I don't know if they're smart enough to fire Quenville. Um, P- 
Peter Laviolette, maybe. Although they're a really good team. I don't think Washington will have any problems. I'm going to say... I think Paul Maurice could get fired. I think he could be the first coach to get fired in Winnipeg. I think he could be the first coach to be fired. I could see Winnipeg having a slow start. They always have slow starts. And he's been there long enough that they might fire him and be like, this is what we need to have a reset. I could see that. I'm trying to think. Maybe like St. Louis and Barube. But even him, I don't... He might have too much clout there. I'm going to say Paul Maurice. He'll be the first coach to be fired. Um. Next question. Is Corey Perry a sellout for going to play for the team? Yes, of course he's a sellout. Yes. Corey Perry lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup final when he played for Dallas. And then he went to Montreal and lost the Stanley Cup final again to Tampa Bay. So, and then he went to play for Tampa Bay. Sellout move. I like I actually like the I like him too. I think he's Is he a little dirty? Yes, but he's not the dirtiest player in the league. He benefits from Tom Wilson existing. But I just personally think he just plays hard. I don't think he actually goes out there and thinks I'm going to try to kill a dude. I think he just plays hard. Um, oh, Ryan Reeves to uh, the Rangers, by the way. That's huge. Everyone's talking about how he's going to be coming for Tom Wilson. That's, that's exciting. Rangers are getting good. They've had a sneaky good offseason, too. I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I should mention them. Their offseason's been pretty solid. All right. That's going to do it. It was a, uh, it was fun. I'm going to, I'm going to keep it short here. I'm going to go about, I'm going to go one a day. I'm going to go one a day ish. I'm going to have some guests on at times. We're just, we're not going to try to overthink this thing, man. We're just going to read hockey news somewhat daily. And let's just start getting excited for the hockey season. Training camp's coming up. It'll be here before you know it. Football will be in full swing. Um, Yeah, just some really exciting times ahead. So, yeah. All right, well. See you guys. Make sure you tell your moms about us. Tell your moms and tell your dogs about the hockey dudes. And give us a review on iTunes, please. I'd love to see reviews. All right, see ya. She was red hot, I mean she was steaming.
left Johnny's face. Man, we just fell about the place. If that chick don't wanna know, forget her. 